This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. To support the Quest and being able to produce more local programming, please visit thequestatlanta.com and click the donate button. Thank you for your generosity. The Quest presents an encore presentation of Shelter in Peace. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Shelter in Peace. I am Mari Cleveland, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Josh Harris. Good morning, Josh. Glad to be here. And we have our beautiful Annie back. Our producer, Annie, is back with us. Hello. She got to go on vacation, so she's all rested. (laughs) Got to knock the dust off now. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you, um, Annie, for being back with us and helping us this hour. And thank you to all of our listeners out there who are listening to us here as we come to you live from our studios here in Roswell, Georgia. And today, um, you know, we oftentimes as we're thinking about what to talk about, we ask people. And so I was, I talked to a few people and asked them, you know, what's on your heart right now? What's going on out there right now that maybe you'd like to hear us address and Mm -hmm. hear maybe a guest come in and address because obviously we have our mystery guest who we always have. And they said, you know what, can you talk about fear? There just seems to be a lot of fear out there. And Josh, are you hearing that from people as well? Oh, yeah. I think that's probably the undercurrent of what's been going on. You know, when you turn on the TV or you just talk to people is that element of uncertainty. Yeah, definitely that fear. And, you know, what is fear? Oftentimes fear is that uncertainty. What can't we control? We can't Mm. do anything about we're looking for answers and the answers are all very confusing and conflicting. And so we wanted to talk about fear today. And, And most importantly, though, talk about from a Christian perspective as strong Catholics, what do we do and how do we help our faith? Um, come over fear so it's around faith over fear and you know one of the readings that we just heard um within the last few days i can't remember if it was on sunday or over the weekend i listened to so many different um masses and homilies which is one of the beautiful things about being able to listen to so much on air these days but we heard from first peter and in first peter three at the end of 14 and going into 15 it talks about um and do not fear do not be troubled but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always be get, being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. And I love that, make an account for the hope that is in you. So that's part of what, what we will be talking about today is, you know, how do we face fear? And, and as Christians, you know, um, Pope Benedict once, once said that one who has hope lives differently. So we hopefully we're living differently. And so people see that hope that lives within us and they ask about it. So we need to be ready to give an account for that hope. And that's what we hope to do with you today is to talk about some things, give you some, some thoughts to think about, remind you of some scripture to turn to, remind you, that, of course, always to turn to, to Jesus and be ready to give an account for that hope that lies within you as you live um, faithfully during this time. So why don't we start with prayer? Speaking of hope and speaking of Jesus, why don't we go ahead and start with prayer? Sounds great. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do praise you. We praise you because you are the God who um, loves us so much, so much. You are our Abba Father who always provides for us and who tells us that you do. You are the God who um, casts out all fear. And you tell us in First John that true love casts out fear. And Lord, you are true love. 
And so we thank you for that gift. We thank you that we can always turn to you. We also thank you that you are the way and the truth and the life. And Lord, that we can come to you. Um, And that as we draw near you, you draw near to us, Lord. And so we ask you to draw near to each one of us today during this time of uncertainty, during this time where fear just seems to be rampant, where thoughts are scattered and hearts are troubled. Lord, we ask you to calm all of these things in us. And we thank you for being with us. In your son's precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Josh, you and I were talking um, over the last couple of days about you know, just this topic of fear and what yeah. happens, right, with us. And each of us has faced those opportun- those times in life where we've faced a fear, maybe a real fear, maybe an imagined fear, maybe an anxiety or a worry. Um, but we've watched how God's taken us through that and Absolutely. what he's done with that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so do you have some thoughts around some times in your life where you face that? Yeah, and, you know, I think something that is brought up and you just shared so beautifully is a lot of fear from what I've experienced, I mean, exists in the future, yeah. right? It doesn't exist right here and right now. And it's kind of like that that phrase, I forget, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds my future. That's awesome, yeah. And I need to remember where that hope is 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 anchored. I, I love that quote, you know, it's, I've experienced a lot of tragedy in my life and some of it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so I forget that, that so much of the anxiety and the fear and the all the stuff that was happening um I, it, it is is a perpetuation of my you know uh future tripping or imagining mm. of what should or shouldn't happen and you know I, there was a time i mean i'm just deviating a little bit but i was absolutely chasing my tail over i turned down some gigs um because I wanted to go to a family member's wedding in May. And then I was just like licking myself. Oh, I should have accepted that money. Why didn't I do that? And so yeah, there was so much fear in that. And like, mm-hmm. I had no idea that none, neither one of those would have been happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just wasted so much time and energy. <laughs> because it was this month and none yeah, of it's happening. Yeah, it was in May. Exactly. Both got canceled. No wedding, no, no shows. It would have been, you know, so it was just wasted energy. And I, I like that, that Jesus put it perfectly you know he talks about in that matthew six twenty six, right you know when he says look at the birds of the air they don't you know gather reap or store up in barns he talks about the lilies how they don't you know worry about what they're going to wear and yet they're arrayed more beautifully than solomon mm-hmm. and you know god's providing for these these different um just these different uh parts of our our world you know he's providing for the birds he's providing for the flowers and look how much more he cares for us exactly. right and yeah. if god you know and he sums it up perfectly with the very end you know he says um uh if god so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and thrown in the uh, oven tomorrow how much more will he clothe you oh you've little faith therefore do not be anxious saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the gentiles seek all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all but first seek the kingdom uh and his righteousness and all these things shall be yours as well mm-hmm. you know i like to remember that you know it's right it's like if i take care of god's business he's going to take care of mine oh that's great right if i serve and love others I spend deep time in prayer. Like, I have to remember God's track record in my mm-hmm. life. I mean, I'm a walking miracle. There have been so many jams God has gotten me out of. And uh, 
some that have, should have been, I mean, I think that you could argue that maybe I shouldn't even be here today because mm. of some of the, the situations I'd gotten myself in in the past, but he is such a, you know, he provides. And so, you know, w- one thing that I like to, um, I get spiritual amnesia though, right? <laughs> yes. Very easily. And so I, I th- there's this story I kind of wanted to share, which I thought was cool. You know, but I don't know if it was, gosh, it may have been nine years ago, eight years ago. I'm not sure. But I got diagnosed with clinical OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm. You know, anyone else here have OCD by a show of washed hands? Anybody? <laughs> Bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I always forget to remind our listeners that you are a stand-up comedian. That's I your am, real job. Yes. So you you gift us with those the snippets oh, on air too. Thank yes, you very, yeah, beautiful. yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I I um but I had and it was it was crippling. I thought I was gonna mm. have to quit stand-up comedy. Um, I was it was such an intense thought disorder. I did not know what I was going to do. And so my incredibly wonderful mother referred me to this sweet, talented, uh, brilliant Jewish psychologist. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to see her. And she, by the grace of, you know, the treatment modality she employed, I I think it was, uh, there was this great book called The OCD Handbook she she did with me. Um, And it's called, I think, Exposure response prevention was sort of like the method we 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 use. But anyway, later into our relationship, um, she knew that you know I was sober, and she basically said, you know, based on where you're at, I think you're going to meet more like-minded people. Uh, you should go to try and check out that book, like this specific Protestant church, and um, and she, you should go to this church. And I was like, um, but I don't believe that. Okay, whatever. Um, so I sat in the back, and I thought, well, this guy's a pretty good public speaker. I don't believe this whole Jesus thing. Kept going back anyway. Lo and behold, that going having OCD that I thought was going to potentially just make debilitate me in a multitude mm-hmm. of capacities. Mm-hmm. In fact, opened the door for me to go to church to ease my way into a growing relationship with Jesus, which led me to Catholicism. Amazing. And I, that's a snapshot that I have to remember that God takes the worst things and makes them the best things, exactly. right? Exactly. And that only happens in God's economy. No other, you know, currency exchange works that way and right. except for spiritually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. You know, and as you were talking about that, I was thinking about several things. One is OCD. That's one of those those um, disorders where you're feeling very out of control, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally out of control. Well, how many people right now in the world feel totally out of control? Oh, sure. Right. Like, yeah. as you said, you had all these things going on in mm-hmm. May. You had a full calendar. You had a full agenda. You knew what was going to be happening in your future. Mm-hmm. People are now realizing we can't take anything for granted. We don't know what's going to happen in our future. Yeah. We don't know what's, but as you just said, but we know the one who holds our future. We we know the one who does. And unfortunately, there are people out there who don't know that. And yeah. um, the other thing that I was thinking about, too, is just there's another quote that I've heard for um, a definition of fear. And it's false evidence appearing real. Yeah. Have you heard that one before? I have heard that. Yeah. So false evidence appearing real, kind of like you said, what's in your mind may or may not really happen. But unfortunately, I I (laughs) teach classes also on stress and stress management. And what we realize oftentimes is that people, um, they, they have a physiological reaction to what their mind is telling them. So their mind can tell them to be worried about this, to be anxious about that, to be fearful of this. And it may or may not happen. Like in the scripture you shared with us from Matthew, God is saying, don't worry about tomorrow. I will take care of you. But so many times we're looking into the future and we're worrying about the future. And those things may or may not ever really yeah. happen. And physiologically, there's something that they, there's an old proverb that says the mind can hold 
a conversation with the body that results in death. So essentially those thoughts in your mind, if you get yourself so um, wired to think anxiously and all of these things, you can have this conversation that causes your blood pressure to go up, your heart rate to go up. Your body doesn't know the difference between real fear, something really they need to, it needs to be worried about and something that you're just imagining, Mm -hmm. but your body is going to react. And so I've had so many people who've said to me recently, I can't watch the news. I can't watch the news anymore because I just get so anxious when I watch the news. Yeah. You know, and we think about the newscasters, I think, you know, for the most part, many of them are really trying to share what they think is true, but do they know? Does anybody really know what true is? What is truth? We hear all these conflicting reports. And so it makes people even more anxious because they want to hold, they want control. They want to understand. They want to hold on to something and they can't. And so, but we know, right? Because Jesus Uh tells us, what does he tell us? He says, I am the way, I am the truth. I am the life. And, you know, come to me. And believe in me, believe in me and believe in my father. And he tells us that's in um, John 14, Um, you know, and so it's, it's, I am the way I am the truth, the life. And then he also in John 14, um, he also says one, and this was really cool. I heard mother Angelica say this. um, He talks about, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your hearts be troubled. And mother Angelica was so cute because she said, notice that notice Jesus isn't saying, I'm going to make sure your hearts aren't troubled. She's saying, he said, let not your heart be troubled. And there's, and in the Bible, the commandments are, be not afraid. He's commanding us to be not afraid. And in fact, that's a commandment that is mentioned more times than not in the Bible. Be not afraid. And so he's saying, you need to take ownership of this. You need to take every thought captive. You know, that's another scripture. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Give it to God. Give it to Christ and take that because he's the truth. We don't know what the truth is right now. We don't really understand all the nuances of this pandemic that are happening. We don't know what's going to happen in our future, but he does. And so being able to do that is so empowering and so helpful for us and recognizing God gives us free will. He gives us a lot of a lot of power. And part of that is let not our hearts be troubled by changing the things we do, breaking those cycles, those patterns that can really get us into dangerous places mentally. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so powerful. You know, I, there's that funny joke too. I've heard a comedian say this and, and, and like, a lot of times, you know, media runs on fear, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, this funny female comedian she said this joke. It's, uh, you know, you're sitting with your family around the, the you know, the dining room table and <laughs> turn on the news. It's, it's in your dinner and it might kill you. <laughs> Learn more tonight at nine. You're like in mid bite. Wait, what was that? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I love what you said. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, so if I'm if I'm anchoring my hope on Him, I won't be deceived, mm-hmm. right? And it's right. a timeless truth, right? Mm-hmm. Because so much truth is conditional and may change depending on what changes in society. But you know, God's word is is something that is unchanging. Exactly, exactly. It is. It is totally unchanging, and. We can count on the fact that when he does say that, that it's interesting, I was sharing with you this morning, Joshua 1, 9, and I love that verse. It's one of those verses that I've loved for my family. And I know you said it's one of your life verses because obviously it's from Joshua, which is great. (laughs) Um, But where God does say, as Joshua's going in, right? Moses has just died. Joshua's now now in charge. He's gonna be the one who leads the Israelites into the promised land. And so God is giving him encouragement. And Joshua doesn't know what he's gonna face, just like we don't know what we're gonna face. And obviously Joshua potentially has a lot of fear 
And God knows, hey, I need you not to be fearful. I need you not to be anxious. I need you to walk into this. And so he says, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed because I, the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And I think what's this um, verb right there hit me today so much more than I think I've ever thought of it before. It says, the Lord, your God is with you is with you. So God is talking about the present. And it made me think about a situation that happened to me. You know, what do, what are some of the things that we fear, right? We fear uh, public speaking, like what we're doing right now, you know, right? I'm going to try a joke, Josh. This is really your purview, <laughs> but I'll try it today. So you know how people say that number one fear is public speaking and number two fear is death. Death, yeah. Right. Yeah. So at any funeral, more people would would rather be in the coffin than the one up at the pulpit giving the eulogy. Yeah, <laughs> okay, true. you can laugh a little. I like that. <laughs> so, so anyway, so what are the things that we fear? So, so sometimes it's the imagined fears, like we said, the things yeah. that don't ever happen. But sometimes they are real fears that we fear. There are people who are sick with this virus, and they may be afraid. There are real fears, and that fear of death. And for me personally, I face this. Um, five, five and a half years ago now, my, my mother was dying and we Mm. knew she was, my mom was an amazingly talk about being brave and courageous, strong and courageous. She was a very strong and courageous woman. She had beaten breast cancer when she was 48. She was cancer free for almost 20 years. And then she got ovarian cancer and she fought it for eight years. And for those people who know about that disease, that is unheard of. That's how strong and courageous and, uh, and just persistent she was. So she fought for eight years, and eventually what happened was she ended up with something called MDS, which is um, mild dysplasia syndrome, which means her bone marrow shut down. So all the treatments that she took for cancer all those years had finally gotten to her body, and her um, bone marrow was shutting down, and she had no recourse. The doctor said, there's nothing we can do for her. So we had to watch her pass away. Mm. So for we didn't know how long it would take. We knew it would be several months. We had to watch her die. And talk about fear. You know, you could step into a situation like that. It's not imagined. It's real. It's right there in front of me, you know, and I got to be there with her for quite a bit of time. My sister as well. We, you know, left our families from time to time and my dad was there. And just the fear that came from watching that, that could have come from watching that process and knowing and thinking about, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like at the end? What about my poor dad? My dad and my mom love each other so much, you know, all of that. And what was fascinating is during that time I got to hear on the radio, I got to hear, um, a a young couple named Jason and Kara Tippett's and they were going through the same thing. Kara was actually dying of breast cancer and she was in her late thirties. She was real young. They had four kids and they were talking on the radio about how to walk in faith during this time of fear um, to, you know, to this point. And the story that Jason told that struck me and I've shared with so many people now is he said, you know, when I think about the day when I've cast myself into the future and I think about the day of the funeral. And I think about coming back to an empty house. And I think about having to tell my children that their mom is not coming back. I melt down. I can't handle it. I break down. I lose all hope. I lose all faith. I just am distraught. And he said, what I've realized is when I project into the future like that, even though it's going to be a real future and I have these anxious and breakdown moments, the reason that's happening is because God's not there. 
And the reason God's not there is because I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. But when I get there, God will be there. And that goes back to the scripture. Your God is with you wherever you go. So he's with me today. And so his grace is sufficient for me today. His mercies are new every morning. And I just held on to that truth um, during those months that we walked through with my mom. And I held on to God is with me today. And I'm not going to project to tomorrow. I'm not going to keep on thinking ahead. I'm going to stay right here because God is right here with me. Mm. And I know that tomorrow he'll be here again with me. And he gave us so much grace and so much peace. It was that peace that passes and yeah. all understanding that you and I were talking about earlier. He gives us all of that. And it's just absolutely amazing to think about that. Um, I remember there were nights that I didn't sleep and I was never tired. You know, that kind of, you know, as, as on wings of eagles that he will just lift you up. And that's what he did for, for me and for us during that time. Um, so yeah, so just recognizing he is there with us today. And so dear listeners, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about God's with you today, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what's going on with you, you are listening to us here at AM 1160, The Quest, to Shelter in Peace, and um, Josh Harris and, and me, Mari Cleveland, we're talking to you about kind of some of the real life things that happen, that are, have happened to us that we know you might be able to relate to, where there is fear, there's anxiety, and it's maybe about something that's real that's happening in your life right now, that God is with you and He will provide for you. Or maybe it's something that you're just thinking about, or maybe the news has gotten you worried about, or maybe a story that you've heard from a neighbor or a cousin's friend has told you about and has gotten you all um, wired to yeah. be real anxious. But God tells us, don't, you know, be anxious for nothing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you, like, you, 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 first off, what a tremendous story about God's grace and, and how he brings us through the most difficult of circumstances. Thank you for sharing that, Mari. That was so beautiful and inspiring. And I certainly hope that inspires people to, you know, look someone they love in the eye and tell them that they love them, you know, especially if they're with their parents. Um, I think you nailed it, though. There's real fear. There's imagined fear. And, um, you know, imagined fear is me with an anxiety disorder walking on the beach, uh, terrified when I turn around, see my own footprints and think somebody's following me, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's imagined fear. But then there's moments where, you know, God may prompt us to do something and it's scary. Mm, you yes. know, and like a sponsor, a mentor of mine says, Josh, when you're walking through the valley of fear, don't pitch a tent. Right. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish we could have I could have gone to REI and set up camp because <laughs> uh, I, I do want to pitch a tent a lot of times. You know, we were doing some. um some sidewalk counseling and, and some of your friends are so talented, Mari, in, in, in terms of how they reach out to abortion-minded people in front of these mm -hmm. uh, these these clinics. Then they're going to end a pregnancy, and, and some of them choose life, and they're just I've never seen anybody not ecstatic and so grateful and thrilled when they choose life, yeah. right? And so yeah. I've gotten some training, and I was reaching out to a gentleman um, uh, who whose girlfriend was in there, and it was a bit of a complicated situation, but. Um, you know, he, when I, after kind of going through some of the training that I'd gotten through uh, with, with Equal Rights Institute and, you know, explaining um, that, you know, that child is, you know, that woman is already a mother and, and, and sharing um, what was going to happen if they went through with it, you know, he actually reached out and texted, um, he texted the woman inside and, 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 you know, said, let's not do this today, wow. you know, and, wow. um, Unfortunately, she was, uh, I think she was pretty set in, in the decision that she was going to make, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I 
you know, I kind of kept trying, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how that story ended. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. he kind of just retreated to his car, but he did try, which was, I mean, and I was really one, probably at first afraid, you know, cause mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. I'm yeah. just doing my best to help yeah. someone make uh, a decision that I think coincides with God's will. But, um, I was talking to somebody afterwards, right? Because it is scary sometimes to, to put yourself out there and we want to be successful and we think, okay, if I walk through fear, this has got to be the end result, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And he said something, he said, Josh, and I don't know if he knew he was quoting Mother Teresa or not, you know, is a really just sweet, wise, uh, Protestant um, gentleman who who's trained me some in sidewalk counseling. He said, uh-huh. Josh, God does not call us to be successful, just faithful. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And on the other end of fear doesn't always need to be, you know, isn't necessarily maybe what worldly success we, we as we define it. But right. I've typically found it's always spiritual success when I walk through fear. It always grows my relationship with God. Right. And um, so that is beautiful. And just, you know, all the work that you do. It's so amazing how you are walking in obedience. And like you said, there's a lot of fear. It's hard to stand in front of a, an abortion clinic. There's a lot that comes at you. It says there's spiritual warfare going on out there. Yeah. There, there are people going by who are not supportive of pro-life. And so you're standing there um, in faithfulness and being courageous. Yeah. And as you talked about that, it made me think about another quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, And he says, and it made me think that your, your example to have Christian hope means to know about evil and yet to go meet the future with confidence and your confidence, right? That's beautiful. Yeah. And your confidence comes because you know that you're, you're relying on God for that. Your strength comes from God. Your answers come from God, you know, asking the Holy spirit to really equip you with the words that you're going to share. You can't rely on your own strength, um, but you rely on him. And when we do that, yeah. And it's nothing short of the Holy spirit. When you know you're in a situation that years before even months before would absolutely paralyze you with fear and yet you you know there's a boldness and a courage and there's a grace and a joy Mm. in the midst of a very depressing battlefield and only god i think i mean i know can plant is god is the only person who can author that kind of hope in us in such distressing circumstances yes exactly you know i've been um, working with a lot of women recently about spiritual gifts and god gives us through the holy spirit he gives us these beautiful spiritual gifts that we can use but a lot of times we're too afraid to step into those opportunities to use them and so Mm -hmm. he's calling us into using them getting over our fear um, and relying on him, and then he works through us because our spiritual gifts are the ways that he loves the world, the ways that he gives order to the world, the ways that he gives peace to the world is through us. He could do it on his own. He could totally do it on his own, but he really wants to work with us. We get to be co-laborers with him, and just like what you're doing in front of those abortion clinics, right? You're a co-laborer with him, and you're offering hope, and you're offering him, offering life, and you're offering truth that all come from him. Um, another friend, this is my best friend. When I was growing up, I saw, uh, she posted this quote the other day that I thought was great. It says, and I don't know who the author, so I apologize, but it says, fear does not stop death, right? And you know, my mom was dying. Fear did not stop Mm -hmm. her death. Fear does not stop death. It actually stops life. Wow. And worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. That's beautiful. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So thank you to whoever wrote that. That was great. Um, and we thank you listeners. Also, some of you have um, shared with us some of the ways that you are um, 
working against fear and hope. And, and interestingly enough, I had two listeners who are good friends of mine, both of them whom have lost a spouse very young in the last couple of years. And I ask, you know, how are you making faith work over fear? How are you walking to, into that truth? And they both said, by praying. And they both gave scriptures. And it was beautiful to see that that's, that's where they were leaning. So dear listeners, we are about to go on our first break this morning. And we are going to be we're going to have a mystery guest right after the break. Um, so we'll let you know more about her. And our mystery guest is a very wise woman who we are very excited to be able to share her wisdom and, and what she does in the face of fear with you. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. You're pregnant? What are you going to do? This response puts abortion on the table. Although what are you going to do is a common response, this is not what you say when your friend tells you about her unplanned pregnancy. Women are created to nurture life. No woman truly wants to kill her own child. Unplanned pregnancies can be scary. 74% of women who've had abortions say that if one person would have offered support to help them, they would have chosen life. This approach? Congratulations, you'll be a great mother and I'll help you, can be just what she needed to hear. God sent you to help her. Call 1-800-712-HELP to find the closest free pregnancy center. Let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. AM 1160 The Quest is listening to you, too. One listener shared. I don't know what I would do without The Quest. Every day I get an update on the Catholic Church and hear inspiring stories. I thought I knew a lot about my faith, but I'm learning something new every time I tune in. I feel connected to a larger Catholic community. If you're enjoying the station, please consider supporting us with a donation. Go online to thequestatlanta.com. Please join us in a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. It's a good day. Shelter in Peace here from AM 1160 The Quest. And as promised, we have a wonderful mystery guest today. We have got a woman I have known for, well, I can't say how many years because that would really age us, um, but many, <laughs> many, many years originally we met at Christ the King. And our mystery guest is Carrie Allen. And Carrie Allen is a beautiful woman of wisdom. She, um, she has done a, a lot of amazing things here in Atlanta and for our Catholic community. 
everything from um, being asked to start perpetual adoration here in the Archdiocese, Mm -hmm. which then led to the Eucharistic Congress. She's also taught the Bible for over 20 years to a variety of different people, and she's got a beautiful ministry called Proclaim My Word Ministry, and I've gotten a chance to work alongside Carrie on a few things, and she also comes and works alongside me, so she's just a gracious, humble, and wise woman. So Carrie Allen, welcome to Shelter in Peace. Thank you, Mari. Thank you, Josh. So glad to be with you guys today. Mm. We are glad to have you. We are glad to have you. I'm so you. glad you're here. Yeah, you are. And for, you are. For those who don't know, you are just so gifted. Is a uh, biblical scholar mm-hmm. and Bible teacher. I've had the privilege of sitting in um, in your amazing women's Bible study. Which, as a single man, I only go to women's Bible studies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are welcome, Josh. Oh, I'm in. Let's do this. Um, well, I wanted to ask, you know, you can just tell the temperature of this climate is, is it's, I mean, it's it's uh, elevated. You know, there's elevated fear, there's elevated anxiety. And I w- just wanted to ask someone who's so grounded in Scripture and godly biblical wisdom, um, how do you deal with fear, you know, especially in times like these? Well, that's a great question, and you're right. There is a lot of fear um, today because there's so much unknown going on. But, um, you know, as Scripture tells us in Isaiah 12, 2, I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. And so I have learned, and, and sometimes through difficult situations, that I have to trust Him more. And I have to surrender and depend on him. And one thing I learned uh, several years ago when I encountered a lot of fear in my life uh, was when my family was going through a very difficult situation. And there was someone that was creating a tremendous problem in our family. And um, I was living in fear of this person, Mm. so much so that, I wouldn't answer the phone anymore Mm. because I didn't want to hear from this person. I didn't want to hear any more bad news. Mm. So I wouldn't answer the phone. And we didn't have caller ID back then. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, that kind of dates me. So um, one night, uh, my husband and I uh, came home from church, 5.30 Mass on a Sunday. We were in the kitchen fixing dinner. And the phone was right next to the sink, and I was standing there at the sink, and the, the phone rang, and without thinking that I wasn't supposed to answer it, I just automatically picked up the phone, says hello, and the voice on the other end was a woman with a very joyful voice, and she said, the victory is in the praise. Wow. I started to say, who is and she hung up. Wow. wow. And I just stood there staring at the phone thinking, who who would know what I was going through at that time? Who would know what my thoughts were and my fears were at oh. that time uh, other than the Lord? And, uh, of course, I'm convinced it was Mary who called me that night. Mm. Um, I, can't, I can't confirm that, but maybe someday I will. But. The point was, the timing was so perfect because I was feeling so defeated and so anxious. And the more I thought about the victories and the praise, I realized how important it was Mm. 
to start praising God Mm. through everything, through the good times and the difficult times. Because the more we praise Him, the more we learn who He is, the more we learn how much He loves us and how much we can depend on Him and how much He wants to protect us. He's not trying to punish us. This is not about punishing us or getting even with us Mm -hmm. for our past sins. This is out of his love, out of his mercy, out of his grace. And again, as it says in in Isaiah 43, 5, fear not, for I am with you. I think that's the message he wants us to hear today. Fear not, I am with you. He wants us to believe and to know without a doubt that he is right here with us each one of us, mm. no matter what we're going through. That's great. Thank you, That's Carrie. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. You know, and you've had so many times where you've seen him with you very, very strongly. You know, just that story you just shared, that's so incredible. All of us, I think, would love to pick up the phone and have Mary on the other end. Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. How do we do do that one, right? How do we sign up for that? Um, But he is always with us. And so, you know, I know that... um, as you just shared personally, there was there was something that was coming against your family, but you've also had to step out in faith and probably in fear, kind of fearful types of situations and some some of the ministries that you've been called into. You've done so much amazing work um, throughout um, the archdiocese and for on behalf of of all Catholics here in Atlanta. Were there any times where um, you had to face a fear um, as you walked in doing God's will in your life and how you oh, how you overcame oh, that? Oh gosh. Yes, yes. When um, um, I first started to do Bible study, I was doing it at the e- in the evening for young adults, mm-hmm. uh, professionals, because I um, was was in business for years, and um, my husband and I had no children. He was married previously and has two from a previous marriage. Well, I had taken a group of women uh, to a non. Catholic Bible study, and um, we were there for two years, and it was wonderful, but I felt the Lord was saying, I want you to take this back to the Catholic Church now. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'll do it in the evening, because I can relate to those people. And the, the, the answer was, no, I want you to do it in the morning. And I said, but Lord, I can't relate to women who will be coming in the morning, because they're all moms. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones in the evening are business women like me, and I can I can relate yeah, yeah. to them. Yeah, I, I, I understand what the difficulties they're going through, and, and I said I don't know how how to relate to them. And God, you know, has a sense of humor, <laughs> and it was as if He said, "Oh, you want to relate? I'm going to help you relate." <laughs> it was shortly after that. I mean, within months, I, I agreed to start the study, and within just a couple of months. My husband and I were blessed by inheriting our four grandchildren, who oh were gosh. 11 months to six and a half years old. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You know, Carrie, and, I've heard you many times talk about how God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. I guess he equipped you with a bunch of kids, right? <laughs> well, I wasn't <laughs> equipped at the time. That was for sure. <laughs> and you, you want to talk about fear? Oh, my gosh. Trying to raise four children at the same time. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was in a lot of fear. <laughs> but, and I think this is important. Sometimes it's not until we look back 
on a situation, mm. that we can see the blessings. Yeah. That we can see that our fear was for naught. Yes. That he was always there, even though I, I may not have felt it, I may not have been aware of it. But when I look back and say to myself, I don't know how I did that except for the grace of God. Yeah. Except for the Absolutely. grace of God. Beautiful. You know, it's interesting. Um, I have those moments too, right? Where you, you, you know God's calling you to something and you said, uh, you say, well, but God, I can't, but God. And I heard right. a pastor say, uh, <laughs> Your butt is too big. <laughs> maybe that's a terrible, maybe this is going to be a terrible bumper sticker, but when my butt is too big, my God is too small. Maybe we can. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but I think that's the thing, you know, when I see God, no, that's not, we, I can't do that. I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about with Moses and, and Aaron, but like we really, trivialize God's omnipotence, right? And so, I mean, I've just seen how enthralled that um, chapel is when you get up and you share and you speak. It's so incredible. Mm -hmm. And you have such a a gift for that. And, you know, I guess I I wonder, you know, with so many people... with I guess well I'll uh, I'm just thinking with so many different influences trying to fight for what you know women's identity and I think there's a lot of fear in that as well saying you know you got to look this way you've got to have this body type you've got to buy these clothes to measure up I mean how do you ground women uh, in their identity in something that is timeless versus fear based and Carrie as you think about your response to that I just want to uh, really quickly. Remind our listeners who they're talking, they're listening to. They're listening to Carrie Allen, who is our guest today. And Hermit, she has a ministry, Proclaim My Word. And she is our guest here on Shelter and Peace. So, Carrie, yes, please um, share with us. Well, I have found the best way is, of course, through Scripture, but through life application, by helping women to know how to live the Bible, not just how to to read it, not just how to memorize it, not just how to gain knowledge from it, but mm-hmm. through the wisdom of the Scriptures, combined with the knowledge of Scriptures, that's what brings the transformation in all of us. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, you start peeling away all of the facades once you start seeing who you really are in the Lord and know that he doesn't care what you wear or what you look like or, or how big your house is or how powerful you are, you are his child. Mm. He is your Abba. And that's what I try to get the women to understand, that they are royalty. They are daughters of the king. They have tremendous spiritual power. And I think women needs to need to start using that power to make a difference in their families, in their church, in their nation, and even in the world. Mm. Women are powerful. Women are powerful. Yes. Spiritually. Beautifully said. So, Carrie, I know you've got some um, upcoming. It's amazing uh, since I've gotten to walk alongside you and watch how God works in your life and your heart. And you're, you're, um, as Josh said, you are so gifted. And you are also so humble because you always point back to God and you always say that, that it's coming straight from Him and just your knowledge and your wisdom, like you said, the wisdom of actually applying His Word. 
And so I've gotten to watch how God downloads to you what he wants you to talk about next. So sometimes when you've got, you're trying to decide on what, what new scripture uh, passage or what new bi- for, uh, book in the Bible you're going to teach on, God is going to be the one who tells you. So I know you've got Absolutely. some, up, yeah, you've got some upcoming. You want to tell us about some of the upcoming Bible studies that you've got? Yes, um, I was planning on starting Esther uh, last week. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't happen, but I am going to try to start it um, in July sometime, and it's a six-week study for women, but, you know, I've had a deacon join us, and he loved it, so men are welcome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, I like to to go to the Old Testament um, a lot because... There's so many important people, prominent people, like Esther, like Judith, like Tobit, like Ruth, who also experienced a lot of fear, Mm -hmm. but they didn't let that fear stop them. They did whatever the Lord was asking them to do. It's like Esther. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to go before the king and say, help my people, um, because she was afraid the king was going to kill her, but she did. And he didn't. He saved her people, and she ultimately saved Israel. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about, the, the kind of power women had, have if they only believe in themselves. Right. If they only believe in themselves. Yes, definitely. And so if people are interested in your Bible studies, they can go to your website, right? Well, you can go to the website. The registration is not up yet because I don't have dates. But if they would like to be on the mailing list, they can go to info at proclaimmyword.org. Okay. And I will put them on the mailing list. That's great. So info at proclaimmyword.org. And you'll be on the mailing list. And Carrie does a great job. She and her team do a great job of letting you know when the registration does open up and um, where you can come. And, And I've been in those studies, and it is beautiful because... Um, as 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 Josh said, you have got a beautiful gift of sharing and speaking and taking knowledge and turning it into wisdom for people to apply into their lives. And then after we get to listen to you, we go into small groups and we really dive deeper based on questions that you've created for us to to sink our teeth into to really chew on the word of God. And um, and then women get to share about what's going on in their lives and how they're going to apply it. And as you said, I did have that deacon in my small group one time, a delightful man. Um, so just as children of God, as as children of God, we are do- adopted into God's family as children of God. Um, so Carrie, thank you so much for being with us today for sharing your yeah. So sharing your um your knowledge, your wisdom, your insights, and your own personal examples of where God has helped you walk through with with courage in the midst of fearful fear fear inducing types of situations. Would you bless our listeners by um, praying for us as we close out your segment this morning? Certainly, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father, we just praise you, for you are our Lord and our Savior. We love you, Jesus. We love you. And we thank you for all that you have done for us. And Lord, I want to thank you right now for all the answered prayers, not only the ones in the past, but the ones that you are going to answer. Thank you for removing fear from our hearts and our homes, Lord. Help us to remember that you call us many times in Scripture. Fear not, for I am with you. Mm. Help us all, Lord, remember that no second goes by that you are not right here with us. Lord, help us to trust in you, 
to surrender everything we have to you and to totally depend on you. We love you, Jesus, and we trust in you. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Carrie. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing. Thank you. So as Carrie was just sharing with us, part of what we want to do as offering hope and offering um, the wisdom, as she said, is life application. So what are some of the things that, you, that you're doing to continue to walk in hope, walk in truth, keep your, your focus fixed on Jesus? And, and Carrie shared, you know, going to scripture and reading about, especially in the Old Testament, some, so many of those great stories of people who were fearful, but who had faith and who walked in obedience. And we talked about in the past Moses, uh, we talked about Joshua. Um, so what kind of things are you doing, Josh, as far as being able to keep your your gaze fixed on Jesus yeah, totally. during this time? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I sat in one of her Bible studies. She's so talented. I'll never forget this quote. She said, it was so funny. She talked about how somebody came up to her and said, well, you know, I'm living the faith-based life and the devil ain't bothering me. And she said, well, maybe you're not bothering the devil. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was so funny. Um, but... In terms of how I'm trying to deal with this, you know, I, I just feel like it's so critical for me to spend that time with God. You know, it's like that um, I, it, 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 somewhere during Lent, I tried to make it a mission to do adoration for an hour in the, every day in the evening, mm-hmm. you know, or wow. like something. So on top of, you know, going to Mass and whatnot, and uh, I'll just say, you know, when I log that prayer time with God, I mean, it's it's just really incredible how, like, I can be in the midst of a situation that is just seems so tumultuous, and when I get out of that prayer time, it's like He is... He, he has the answer for mm-hmm. me, right? Yeah. And all I've had to do is kind of, like, sit at His feet. And so... It's incredible, you know, for me, definitely spending time with the Lord, spending good time in prayer, you know, anytime I can get in front of the tabernacle is just such a powerful fear antidote. Um, I think also, you know, there's that, and I think I've said that phrase already, but like, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, for me, it is so critical to to serve. I mean, like, I think that that's some of the best mm-hmm. medicine. If mm-hmm. I'm doing something for somebody else, even if I'm just in an anxious state and praying for another person, mm-hmm. I know that that takes the attention off of myself, at least momentarily. But if I can truly get into a position where I can be of service to somebody, do some sort of service work, regardless if it's, um, you know, helping someone in sobriety, helping with a church mm-hmm. ministry or you know, uh, pro-life ministry, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just gets me out of myself yes. and it brings me to a place of peace, right? It's just some of the best medicine possible. That is great. That is great. And you know what? That is very similar. I've heard that. I was talking to a group of women earlier this week in this. I heard the same thing from several of them. They said service when I serve others. And isn't that what we're called to do? You know, um, Saint Pope John Paul II, he was known really as a servant. That was that was what he was known for, and he was the first one. A lot of people attribute just that quote of "Be not afraid." In his very first yeah. homily, at his very first mass, when he was first inaugurated, he said, "Be not afraid," and he was a servant. He was a servant, and uh, the other servant. Who else do we think of when we think of an amazing servant within the Catholic Church? Who uh, is also now a saint? 
we think of St. Mother Teresa. Oh, Mother yeah. Teresa, yes. St. Teresa her. of Calcutta. She's actually my daughter's, uh, my daughter took her as her uh, confirmation name, St. Teresa of Calcutta. That. My daughter does have a beautiful heart of mercy for other people. And um, uh, with that same group of women, I've got this beautiful friend, so holy and just so open to, to God's grace and always wanting to be obedient to God and what he's calling her to do. She shared this with me. She actually got to witness a talk that was given by Father Paul Murray, who's a, who was the spiritual advisor to the Missionaries of Charity, to Mother yeah. Teresa's missionary um, group. And he shared with the folks these five silences. It was called the Practice of the Five Silences. And and it was so fascinating because it's the different, the five are basically, it goes along with our five senses. So how do we take those five senses and turn them around in a different way? Just like you said, taking almost your, your eyes of looking at yourself and yeah. instead looking outward at other people, how you can serve. That's what um, Mother Teresa was asking her her missionaries to do as well. And so, for example, with that one, the silence of the eyes, um, in, by always seeking the beauty and the goodness of God everywhere, Instead, and instead closing our eyes to the faults of others and to those things that are sinful or that are disturbing to our soul. Like right now, all of that fear mongering that's going on out there that's disturbing our soul. Don't watch it anymore. Turn off that television or turn off that whatever it needs to be and seek the beauty and the goodness of God in everything and everyone around us. Um, the silence of the ear. So what are you listening to, right? Hopefully you're listening to Catholic radio. Hopefully you're listening <laughs> to us right now, right? But listening to the voice of God and to, uh, she also said to the cry of the poor and the needy, like you said, Josh, to serving them and then closing our ears to any other voices of the evil one. Um, any voices that are from a fallen human nature, such as gossip or tail-bearing or uncharitable words, mm-hmm. right? So that's our ears, our eyes. How about our tongue, how we use our tongue? This is one I've got to really watch. Um, but using your tongue to praise the Lord. And we know that when we praise God, the devil has to flee. So that's so powerful as well. So using our tongue to praise the Lord and to speak truth, speak life-giving word of God, speak scripture, share scripture with other people. Um, share that truth because scripture enlightens and inspires. You know, God tells us in his word that his word does not come back void. His word is active yep. and um, it brings peace. It brings hope and brings joy. And instead of using words that are going to complain or to criticize or cause pain, right? So that's the silence of the tongue. And then the silence of the mind, you know, we talked a little earlier about how our minds are so powerful and it can tell our bodies all this untruth that causes us to get, um, to have all these physiological reactions. So she said, the silence of the mind, opening it to both the truth and the knowledge of God in, like you just said, Josh, in prayer, in contemplation, like you said, you go to adoration, um, just like Mary did. She's such a beautiful example of this yeah. because so often she took and she just listened and she took God's words to her and she pondered them and oftentimes when she's pondering god's word she's pondering what does he mean by that and just really thinking about the marvels of god in her heart and instead closing her mind our our minds closing our minds to all untruths distractions anything that's a destructive thought like you said with your ocd you had destructive thoughts that we're having and you had you had to learn to close your mind to those things maybe even false suspicions of other people things like that and then the last one was how do we silence our hearts um, by loving God with our whole heart. You know, that's the greatest commandment, to love our Lord, our God, Lord God, with all our hearts, our minds, our soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And instead of um, using our heart to be uh, selfish or angry or 
uh, jealous or bitter at other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so dear listeners, as we, as we complete our time with you today, we just pray for you. We pray for you, these opportunities, these, these ways that you can continue to focus on your faith, focus on Jesus, focus on the hope that comes from knowing that he is the way and the truth and the life. Focus on knowing that your Abba God loves you. You can trust in him. You can rely on him. And he wants all that is good for you. And that you as a as a follower of him, you have hope and you will live differently as Pope Francis says. So we just um, thank you for being here with us today. And we praise God together. We just praise God. Lord, thank you for being with us. And thank you for giving us hope and helping us to live differently for your son who is our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 